Hey, Thriver. Welcome to the Career Thrivers podcast. I'm so glad you're here. This is your arena where authenticity meets ambition. Your career path is championed. Your leadership journey is supported. And I'm going to encourage you to speak up even when your voice shakes. I'm your host, Brittany N. Cole, here to guide you through owning your power, your narrative, your impact, and increasing your income. Throughout the show on each episode, you'll hear from some incredible leaders who are going to inspire, challenge, and transform your thinking. We'll discuss what authentic leadership really means, diving into conversations that defy conventions and celebrate your true self. Whether you're making strides in the corporate boardroom or breaking ground on your own ventures, this is your platform for growth, reflection, and breakthrough. I'm so glad you're here. Let's thrive together. In an era where consumers are more conscious about the core values and the ethics of businesses that they support, community involvement isn't just a nice thing to do, but it is a core business strategy for growth. You're going to want to check out this episode today because we're going to be joined with the executive director of the Tennessee Titans Foundation, Jahari Matthews. We're going to be diving into the realm of what's known as CSR or corporate social responsibility, where businesses interact with community to help to support the community's well-being. As someone who stands at the forefront of the Titans community outreach and philanthropic efforts, Jahari epitomizes the essence of corporations working hand-in-hand with the community in an intentional way to meet their needs. Through her pivotal role, she's been instrumental in bridging the gap between the Tennessee Titans and the Nashville community. Let's dive in. So Jahari, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Brittany. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for being here. So talk to us a little bit about your journey into the world of community development and really what led you to the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. So we have talked about this before. I'm a Nashville native and um, a lot of what my career and my passions are rooted in community. So I grew up in South Nashville in the Woodbine area. Um, and growing up, it was a very diverse area. I went to um, a high school where I would probably say um, almost there was a lot of ethnicity, a lot of representation at the school, but it also taught me, um, and even through my childhood, my parents um, are extremely involved in community. And so it has always taught me to just kind of have this love for people and for communities. And initially I thought when I went to college, I thought, man, I can do that through being a teacher, being an educator. Um, and then I quickly learned like, no, I really don't want to be in the classroom with the kids, but I, (laughs) but it takes a special person. So shout out to the teachers. But I realized that I loved the, almost the ecosystem around communities. So the families, the, the, the parents, the kids, the, you know, the mom and pops, the grandparents. I loved the ecosystem around communities and what builds communities. And so I got involved with nonprofit and I started working for the YMCA of Middle Tennessee. Um, years ago when I was in college. And a part of that taught me that education is extremely important. And nonprofits oftentimes fill in the gaps that our local government, that um, sometimes even our school systems cannot fill. Mm-hmm. And that really, for me, opened my eyes to a 
a whole nother world of being of service and having a servant's heart. And so when I got into the YMCA of Middle Tennessee, I really uh, matriculated my way through. But a lot of it was God placing me in certain certain positions, certain communities that I had no clue as to why (laughs) or to where that would lead. And um, I my time at the YMCA, I worked in probably almost every neighborhood in Nash that makes up Nashville Mm -hmm. Um, and matriculated my way through finally probably about Four years ago, um, landed the executive director role at the Northwest Family YMCA in Bordeaux in North Nashville. And it was almost like a light bulb went off because I could see very clearly that, you know, Bordeaux, if you know anything about Nashville, you know anything about Bordeaux, Bordeaux is an area of town where it is a predominantly Black community, but it is very... um you have some, you have, it's a, a mixture of, you have professionals who live there. Um, it's a historic neighborhood where you have um, older people who served as presidents of universities or doctors or attended prestige, prestigious colleges or just have these very fruitful careers that are inspiring. However, the next street over, you have Again, it's predominantly black community. The next street over, you have communities that are hurting and you have families who are living off of one income. And so Northwest Family YMCA, it was a place where you could get all of that under one roof. Mm -hmm. Um, And my time there, I'm very big on relationships and very big on um, making sure that people feel seen and that they feel heard and valued. And so I was able to leverage a lot of the connections that I had within the community to take it to corporations and encourage them to get involved and um, really look at grants, look at foundations and and share the story of Bordeaux and share the story of communities that are not necessarily needing a handout, but are needing a hand up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so through that time, I realized um, I, we've, you've, you've talked about it a lot when your time is coming to an end and you're like, all right, God, I hear you, but I, I really want to stay here. But I could hear God telling me, now it's time for you to move on to the next the next chapter, but I want you to be on the giving end. And I really want you to be able to go in and share with corporations from a corporate social responsibility lens and really identify and point out where there is a need and how they can help. And so through my relationships, um, the Tennessee Titans they were a funder of the Northwest Family YMCA, and coincidentally, I'd met the CEO before he had even become the CEO. I mean, he was in a different role. And when he became the CEO, maybe two years later, he reached out to me and he said, listen, I am trying to really change the level of impact that the Tennessee Titans has on this city and who we are, how we show up. And he's like, one, I need someone who knows nonprofits, knows the community world. And I need someone like you that can come in and really provide um, 
this insight to us of what we should be doing and how we should be doing it. And so for me, that scared the mess out of me because I was like, I'm just an executive director trying to run this nonprofit. I'm not trying to do all these things. But I realized that it was an opportunity that I needed to take. Um, just giving my background and given my passions for Nashville as a city, it was the, it was the perfect storm. Um, so ended up taking the position when I started. I had no clue that it would morph into what it has become and that I was taking on such a high profile role. Um, but sometimes you need that because I think if I knew that in the beginning, I definitely would have talked myself out of it. But um, going into it, there is so much that is happening with the Tennessee Titans, with the new stadium. And we have a new CEO who is really big on the serve component that for me, my role focuses on building communities, um, identifying impact, but also thinking about how the Tennessee Titans as an NFL sports team can have an impact in a way that is transformative, but also creates generational change. So here I am. Yeah, today. <laughs> I, I love that. I think when you listen to people's stories, there's always that through line of like, I'm feeling this tug yeah. of the next thing. And then it literally comes to you. Yeah. <laughs> like you're not out there trying to like figure it out. Like it comes to you through yeah. a relationship. And I get that question all the time of like, well, how did you find out about it? What did you see it on LinkedIn? Like where? And I'm like, no, like it came to me. I don't know what to tell you, but there is so much power in relationships and connecting with people and just showing up as your authentic self because people remember that at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. So for those that are listening who are like, okay, I know the Tennessee Titans. Mm -hmm. I don't know the Titans Foundation. Is it the same entity? Is it different? Talk to us a little bit about what the Titans Foundation is. So it is the same entity. Um, it is, I, I like to describe it as the philanthropic arm of the Tennessee Titans. So everything that you see um, from the Tennessee Titans when it comes to being in the local community, also the NFL has community-centered activations um, and causes that they like, I don't, require is probably a strong word, but that they encourage NFL clubs or NFL teams to get involved in. Mm -hmm. So the foundation also takes on that as well. Um, so any sort of giving, um, direct impact, resources, uh, we have now gone, we've merged into this lane of community programs. Anything like that falls under the foundation. This season of the Career Thrivers show was recorded inside of A.B. Hillsborough Village. In the rhythm of Nashville, A.B. dances to a tune of inclusion and community. Curated by Nashville's own Marcy and Derek, this premier live music and event venue harmonizes local flair with a very welcoming spirit. It's more than a space. It's where Nashville's diverse heartbeat is celebrated, making every event an inclusive masterpiece. Learn more about A.B. at anzyblue.com. And so I know for a lot of our listeners, they are leaders within Fortune 500 organizations. Mm -hmm. And this idea of corporate social responsibility isn't new to them. Yeah. When you think about corporate and community partnerships, what are some ways that leaders can be intentional and in how those are crafted 
versus maybe kind of being reactive and just Mm -hmm. donating money? I think the very first thing that comes to mind is that you have to get out of your boardroom. So the Tennessee Titans for a very, very long time before I joined, every decision about how the Titans should show up, um, which nonprofits they should support, uh, the reactionary things like, oh, there was a tornado, so we need to be out there. All of that was discussed inside the boardroom or inside within the, the walls of the company. And that's where a lot of companies, they get it wrong because you need to have this level of engagement, this level of community involvement so that you are actually hearing the need. Because sometimes the need is so simple. It's like low-hanging fruit things that as a corporation, you wouldn't know unless you talk to someone who is telling you their lived experience or that nonprofit that is saying, yes, we need X, Y, Z, but um, instead of you giving me, you know, $10,000, and don't get me wrong, coming from the nonprofit sector, we love a good contribution. Mm -hmm. However, the issue or the challenge becomes when you give me that not that contribution and then you don't know necessarily or you don't give any instruction on how I should use that contribution. So you either put limitations on the donation Or you give me a donation for um, something that we don't necessarily need or we don't have the space for. So unless you are actually having the conversations and the level of engagement that opens your eyes to really fit that need, then you're always going to be simply just checking a box and doing something that benefits the corporation or makes the corporation look good when you really should be focusing on how do we create this resource? How do we fill a gap for whether it's the community or the nonprofit that's serving that community? Yeah. What would you say is the why behind the work? Like, is that really it? Obviously, there's an element of mm-hmm. being out in the community elevates the brand of yeah. the organization. But talk to us about kind of the so what of having a foundation. Yeah, I think that is very much uh, aligned to the company's vision, the organization's vision. But I think more importantly, if, you know, we're an NFL sports team. So a lot of NFL teams, their why is connected to the CEO or the owner of the sports team, because there may be some some connection, some relation, whether it's, hey, I have directly uh, been involved in this or my family has experienced this. And so the why really kind of heavily, it becomes personal. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, for the Tennessee Titans, the why is very much centered in knowing that, hey, we're an NFL sports team. We're in a city where Nashville is a city that is growing, that some people would say it's thriving. It's, you know, and then some people are like, no, we have people that are hurting. Mm-hmm. Their second avenue may be thriving, but down the street, it's not. And so the Titans, the why is, well, how can we leverage our brand? How can we leverage this well, highly recognizable name of who we are to either shine a light on the issues that are happening in our city, but also how can we be solution-based? Like we know we have this brand. We know we have this platform. How can we use it to be of service? And that comes from our CEO. He has been very 
intentional in even going to the point of changing our mission to simply win, serve, entertain. He's like, of course, we want to win games. We want to win games. We want to make strides in, you know, being the best NFL team, but we want to serve. Like, we want to serve each other. We want to serve our communities, our fans. And then that last piece of entertain, you know, we want Beyonce to come back. We want, you know, the Taylor Swifts to come. We want all of these things. We want to be a, a world-class entertainment facility. But the most important thing, if you ever hear him speak, is that he will always talk about the importance of the serve component and how that is probably the 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 number one factor in how we show up in all facets of, of being an NFL team. Yeah. Well, as you've been getting the leadership team out of the boardroom and into the community, you've been listening, you've been hearing directly from natives and newcomers mm-hmm. in Nashville. How have those learnings impacted you in terms of how you think about the strategy yeah. now as the executive director of the foundation? It's a lot. So <laughs> when you're when you are from a city and you serve in a role like this, you feel like you have the entire city on your back and you're like, man, I want to help all of my people, my black and brown people, like whatever you say, we're we're doing it. Um, but you quickly realize that there are so many causes, there are so many issues, so many things. Um, and so you have to really think about, all right, as an organization, what are the three areas of focus that we can have the most impact Mm -hmm. using our brand, using our, our resources, using, you know, the, the team that we have in place, but also what directly aligns with who we are and who we strive to become and how we want to be seen. And so really becoming strategic in that space of thinking through what areas can we have the most impact and how can we set ourselves up where we're not just checking a box, but we're having meaningful engagement with the communities that we're serving. Yeah. What what does that look like from your seat in terms of how you measure that impact, especially when you're looking at like long-term strategy? What does that mm-hmm. look like? So for me personally, you know, a lot of people would immediately say it's the dollar amount of how mm-hmm. much you've given out. Mm-hmm. But for me, I would say that it is quite honestly the generational piece of it. So if I can help this child today or provide a resource for this child, I would hope that the measurable impact is that when this child is 20 years from now, 10 years from now, um, that that child can say or look back and say, I my life was changed because the Tennessee Titans gave XYZ to my school or the Tennessee Titans presented me with an opportunity to have an internship when the diversity pipeline in the NFL is slim to none. And the Titans made sure that I had this opportunity and this exposure. Um, For me, that is measurable impact versus the financial amount of the contribution. Mm -hmm. You mentioned a little bit about before your experience, before accepting this role. So as an executive director at the Y, 
learning what this role was about, but then stepping into it and really knowing what it was about. Talk to us a little bit about your leadership development journey. Like how have you grown even just over the last year as a leader? I'm still growing, Brittany. I am still growing. (laughs) Same. I'm right there Um, with you. (laughs) I think a lot of it boils down to you have this moment of, of course, there's the imposter syndrome that sneaks in. There is, you know, the... The moments where you're like, can I do this? Did I make the right decision? Like, God, is this really what you called me to do? But like I said, I did not factor in how high profile of a position that this was. So, you know, for me, I really had to walk in my purpose and really think about and not just think about it, but really start to talk to myself positively and say, you can do this. You have you have everything you need. And if you don't have it, God's going to make sure that he provides it. You have everything you need to do this job effectively. Mm-hmm. And what you can control is how you approach it. And so talking to myself with kindness, giving myself grace, also taking time to learn the things that I don't know and not being afraid to say that I don't know it because mm-hmm. sometimes I think that fear grips us so much that it really harms us in a way that we don't take the time to seek the help that we need because we're so scared of of look or seeming vulnerable or being vulnerable. And so that took a lot for me to be able to say, man, I I don't know everything about sports and foundations. I know nonprofits like the back of my hand. I know communities like the back of my hand, but I'm in a new space of understanding how the NFL perceives philanthropy. Mm -hmm. And so I needed to learn that. And so one of the first things I did was I reached out to Rebecca King at the Predators. And I was like, Rebecca, I just need to go to like, take, can I take you to coffee so I can just learn all the things that that you have found out about working in sports from a philanthropic um, platform. So taking the time to learn, speaking kindly to myself. The other thing that I'll say is setting boundaries, because when you're in a position like this, part of the leadership development for me is that I've had to really learn how to set these boundaries for myself so that I don't get burnout and lose focus of what God has placed me here for. So um, I always, one of my, my like things that I say to myself all the time is impact over ego mm-hmm. and thinking about what the impact is and not necessarily what, you know, the success story for myself or where that puts me on a pedestal or whatever that may look like. Mm-hmm. Hey Thriver, I'm excited for you to get your hands on your copy of The Blueprint to More Visibility and Influence. This is a powerful free resource that's designed to catapult your influence and amplify your impact in your business or company. Now, this isn't just another online guide. This is your strategic companion that's going to walk you through the world of personal branding and authentic leadership. Inside, you'll unlock essential strategies that are going to help you do a few things. One, sharpen your self-awareness and own your unique story, navigate the complexities of workplace dynamics with more confidence, elevate your presence in any room and ensure that you are not only seen, but also heard and valued. Why wait for opportunities when you can create 
create them. With this blueprint, you'll learn how to cultivate a person. Hey Thriver, I'm excited for you to get your hands on your copy of The Blueprint to More Visibility and Influence. This is a powerful free resource that's designed to catapult your influence and amplify your impact in your business or company. Now, this isn't just another online guide. This is your strategic companion that's going to walk you through the world of personal branding and authentic leadership. Inside, you'll unlock essential strategies that are going to help you do a few things. One, sharpen your self-awareness and own your unique story, so navigate the complexities of workplace dynamics with more part of organizations that may just be starting in this space, mm-hmm. or they want to be more intentional. They're like, okay, I hear you, Jahari. We have a corporate social responsibility mm-hmm. arm, but maybe we've just been writing the checks. Where yeah. would you say is a good place to start for corporate leaders to build a more intentional strategy that's meeting the actual needs of their community? First things first, volunteer. So it is so easy. There are so many opportunities to volunteer and you can spearhead that for your company. It can start with just a couple of employees and saying, hey, I'm getting a group of five employees together to go and volunteer at an organization once a quarter on our lunch break or once a quarter in the morning instead of us going up to the, you know, cafeteria to get something to eat, we're going to go volunteer. Mm -hmm. That is really for us how it started with shifting our mindset as a company to get more involved. And so we had one, uh, right before I started, we had an employee who sent out an email (laughs) to everyone on Teams and he was like, hey, I volunteer with this organization. It'd be really cool if some of Like our, if my coworkers can join me, we're going to be packing meals for a school and like four employees joined him. And then when they came back, they were like, man, this is really something that we should do as a organization. So now we have this thing called Titans, all Titans serve. Mm -hmm. And once a quarter, we identify a volunteer opportunity and it turned, it went from being four employees to now we have wait lists. We have to shut it off. We have like 50 to 60 employees who want to go and do this. But it gives your company an opportunity to get from not only just to get from behind the desk, but also to just get involved mm-hmm. and to see for a lot of your your coworkers, your colleagues, for a lot of them, they don't. They, they don't see that part of Nashville. Mm-hmm. We have, it's a transplant city. We have a lot of folks who are not from here. So they don't see that part of it. They see their job. They go home. They may go out on the nightlife and turn up, but a lot of times they don't see the communities that the company serves or even just that other side of Nashville that is, that, that needs the love and the support. Mm-hmm. So, Identifying those volunteer opportunities is a great way to just get involved. And then the second thing that I would say is don't be afraid to go to your CSR departments and mm-hmm. shine a light or bring awareness on things that you may be familiar with. I honestly love and find great joy when I get an email or a phone call from a staff who says, hey, I was watching this documentary. Um, I, for example, I, I had a, a staff person who called me and she's like, I watched um, Jelly Roll's documentary on Hulu. And she goes, I didn't know anything about the juvenile detention center. And she's like, 
it just really opened my eyes to what's going on. And she's like, Jahar, it's right across the street from the stadium. Like, we should be doing more. And that was great for me because, again, it shines a light. It brings awareness. But it also shows that our staff care mm-hmm. and that they see what's going on. And so how can we get them? How how can we take what they are showing passion and concern about and really stepping up as an organization to to fill that gap. Yeah. Let's talk about like breadth and depth of impact just for a second for those mm-hmm. who might be listening in and they're new to this conversation, new to this idea of corporate social responsibility, either in like amount of donations, so a dollar amount or number of organizations, mm-hmm. what is the breadth and depth of the Titans Foundation? So from a organization, from a nonprofit standpoint, we really, there are over 1,300 nonprofits in Nashville alone. And I would probably say the Titans have had some level of engagement or impact with over maybe 40% of those nonprofits. It gets tricky because you have a lot of nonprofits that overlap with causes and who they serve in the communities they serve. But from a nonprofit impact, we're about 40%. From a dollar amount, we give out almost $2.5 million each year just in contributions. Um, and that is on a scale of a number of things. That's everything from programmatic support to direct uh direct contributions to event sponsorships, it it varies, but about 2.5 million in what we give out. Yeah. Well, as we wrap up here, I definitely want to make sure for our listeners who want to make a difference, Mm -hmm. they're a part of organizations that want to be more impactful, but maybe they don't have that tight knit connection Mm -hmm. with the community. What advice would you share to leaders and organizations to strengthen that connection. Yeah. Someone shared this with me a few years ago and it has stuck with me, but to really lean into the five T's. So the five T's are your time, your treasure, your talent, your testimony, and your truths. So with those five T's, you can consider yourself a philanthropist if you're able to figure out how you can be of, of service in one of those areas. Mm-hmm. So your time may be volunteering. Your treasure may be, Hey, I'm giving and don't ever think that your, your monetary or your financial gift is too small. Trust me. I come from nonprofit. The $10 gift goes just as far as the thousand dollar gift. So your time, how you volunteer or how you, how you, and it could be volunteering. It could be something as simple as, Hey, I'm mentoring or mm-hmm. I'm just showing up. I'm, uh, I have a, a parent at my child's school who always says, you know, I'm not officially a volunteer, but once I drop my kid off, I get out and I help the teachers, mm-hmm. you know, I help direct the traffic. And she's like, that's my time I'm giving. I'm like, yeah, girl, they need that. Trust me. They probably are hurting when you're not there. Um, time, treasure, talent. If there is, something that you are um, extremely skilled in or that God has given you a gift, share that talent with an organization. If you know how to play the piano, try to see if you can volunteer to teach other kids how to play the piano. If you love to DJ, 
teach somebody, teach somebody else how to DJ or, or serve that up as an opportunity to share that talent with someone. Your testimony, if there is an area that has impacted your life that you have overcome, share that testimony with someone else because you never know how that may bless them to get over the hump or get over that wall that they're facing. And then lastly, your truth. Don't be afraid to share your truth because in this society, in this world that we're living in, your truth may help someone who sits in a similar seat like me be able to identify how they can have a level of impact or fill that gap or recognize that, hey, this is a need that helps to to break a generational um, curse or to break any sort of marginalized community that may be facing um, hurt or harm, it may allow them to see that in a different light. Yeah. Is there a partnership that you can think of or initiative over the last year that like you're really proud of that might be newer for the Titans? Yeah, I would say our, so it's it's one of my favorites, but I'm kind of I'm biased in it. Um, so I would say our partnership with Tennessee State University. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big blue alum, Ooh, big blue, um, and I'm most proud of that because it has really shifted from just the partnership being centered around just football and the use of the stadium to really being centered around the students, Mm -hmm. which to me is the most important um, and should be the most important. But it has really become this opportunity where we are giving these HBCU students an opportunity to really get involved with the NFL and to get involved with the career exploration, the seeing themselves in executives and C-suite leaders and general managers now that look like them, but also it's one thing to see that person on TV, but it's another thing when you're able to say, no, I have for real direct access to Ran, who is the general manager, and he poured into me about XYZ. So I think creating that career exploration, creating internships, because for a very long time, and I think many of you sitting here know this, that when it comes to internships or your first job opportunity, a lot of times it's about who you know. Mm-hmm. And our, our, our white counterparts sometimes have this, uh, this advantage because their parent may know someone who works at this company or, you know, they have, for a number of reasons, there are different advantages. I won't go down the list, but we decided at the Tennessee Titans that, cause we did this for a very long time of like this intern is here because so-and-so knows their dad and mm-hmm. we're giving them an opportunity. Mm-hmm. So we changed that this, this past year of we're no longer doing the referral base, but we're really creating opportunities where HBCU students, specifically our black and brown students, have opportunities to have internships and take advantage of working for an NFL team and getting that exposure, but doing that across the board, across all departments. Because as you know, I can I can speak from experience of sometimes you don't know 
what you know until you get into it or until somebody exposes you to that and you're like, well, I didn't even know that was a career that I could have. Mm-hmm. I didn't I love working on I love social media. I didn't realize that NFL sports teams, they need someone to run their social media. So that exposure, um, that opportunity to just build relationships with the students and give them this once in a lifetime opportunity to really learn about what it's like to work in sports. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Well, thank you for your leadership. I think I speak thank for all, you. many of us. When you think about sports teams, you think about the players on the field mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then you go to the website and you scroll that long list yeah. <laughs> of your team. There are hundreds of employees of the yeah. Tennessee Titans in various roles that are, that mirror you yeah. know, other Fortune 500 companies that we think about. So that's amazing. We appreciate the work that you're doing. And before we wrap, yes. what does thriving mean to you? Thriving to me means that you are intentionally evolving and growing in all facets. And if you're able to identify what that growth looks like and means, then you're thriving. Like you are able to see when you look at yourself in the mirror, like, sis, I am not the person that I was yesterday. I'm not the person that I was five years ago. And I'm proud. Like I am proud of who I am. And thriving also looks like seeing your prayers come to life and not even recognizing it until you take that moment to stop and say, well, I sure did pray for that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know that I'm frustrated today, but I, you're right. I did pray for that. And I see it coming to fruition and believing that God hears me, like believing that my prayers are going to come to life. So that is thriving to me. And, and I see are. that in you. Likewise. Likewise, Jahari. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining Thank us. Thank you.